Welcome back to Inside Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Todd Garza. We are going to dive into week two. I hope everyone had the best of luck in week one. It was an amazing weekend. It was great to have the NFL back in action Thursday through late Monday. All the games were entertaining. There were fantasy points all over the place. It was a great kickoff weekend. I hope I helped as many people as possible. You can get in touch with me at toddsfantasypicks at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter. That is at InsideFFWT. Feel free to ask me any questions on either format. Uh, on email, don't forget to let me know your format. Uh, I noticed this week's emails got quite a bit. There were a lot of daily questions your DraftKings, and uh, that type of fantasy info. I love doing that. I keep this podcast as simple as possible. I keep it matchup-based, and I give you my info as far as starts and sits. You can gather that information and, and use that towards your daily lineups in DraftKings and so on. Uh, but if you have any more detailed questions as far as stacks or informations like that, information like that on your daily lineups, feel free to hit me up through email, Twitter, however you choose to do it. I will uh, love to uh, give you the info as far as uh, helping you make some money there. And I know that there is a, uh, a section of people that are, are out to make money, even in these leagues, the, the friends leagues and the standard fantasy leagues. I know there's money involved in the long run there as well. So I take all of it into consideration and I give you the best analysis that I can. Email, I can go even further into detail and I do not mind doing that. I actually enjoy that. So feel free to hit me up at toddsfantasypicks at gmail.com. I can give you any information you need, even straight up picks and spreads as well as far as who's winning and losing the games, over-unders, and so on. Do not mind doing that uh, on the email as well. That gives me a chance to take my time and give you the information you need. This podcast is about getting info out in one hour. All 16 games, I got to get that going as soon as possible to fit all 16 in within the hour. All right, let's get the fastest podcast in the fantasy game, in the fantasy game going. Uh, I will start with the Bengals at the Browns on Thursday night. We will kick it off with the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow is still not startable in standard 12-team leagues. Uh, if you're in a, a two-quarterback league, he's very much startable as a second quarterback in a super flex or a two-quarterback league. Uh, but as standard leagues, I would still wait on Burrow. If he's the guy that you're going with, you're just a Burrow fan from the LSU days, uh, go for it. He is going to be a quarterback in this league for a long time. It was a very impressive debut, in my opinion. There were some mistakes there at the end of the game. That's going to happen. It was his first live NFL action, especially with no preseason games. It was extremely impressive. A.J. Green is a startable wide receiver three this week for the Bengals. Uh, he is a depth play, though. If you have, uh, if you're weak at wide receiver or A.J. Green was drafted to be your wide receiver two, he is going to be startable against this Cleveland Browns team. They do not look very strong on either side of the ball. I do think A.J. Green will be a startable asset this week. I would shy away from any other Bengals receivers. I would shy away from any Bengals tight ends. And Joe Mixon is a must start at running back. On the Browns side of the ball... Uh, Baker Mayfield is not a good quarterback. He does not need to be starting. Even in two quarterback super flex leagues, there is no way anybody needs to be starting Baker Mayfield. He may show up a bit against a weak Bengals team. So if you're looking for a long shot and a daily play, uh, he's going to be cheap on DraftKings and so on. 
that is possible. But in your standard fantasy leagues, Baker Mayfield at this point in his career is not a good NFL quarterback. And that affects OBJ, 10 targets, and not much to show for it on Sunday. I would shy away from OBJ, and I know most of you drafted him to be a starter, and you may be stuck starting him. It's going to be a roll of the dice, but if there was a week where you could probably make it happen, it's going to be Thursday night against a weak Bengals secondary at home. If you're going to take a shot and start him and kind of see where it was week one, we don't want to over overreact in week one. If you are not deep at wide receiver, I think OBJ is a startable wide receiver in that situation. If you have any kind of depth at wide receiver, I would wait and see. They got to fix some things there in Cleveland. I don't think OBJ, if I have the options available to me, I would do my best to shy away from OBJ in all formats. But like I said, if you're stuck with him, it's going to be a roll of the dice. If he comes out with another dud on Thursday night against a weak Bengals secondary, you've got problems. You're going to have to figure out a way to either stash OBJ or package him in a trade in your league. I think if things continue this way for the Browns, OBJ will end up on another team in a few weeks to a month anyways and in a better situation who knows if he goes to a team where uh you know the quarterback is actually good and has time for obj to get open i think there is a chance for flashes of the old obj kareem hunt got quite a bit of email uh action this week on the hunt nick chubb situation Uh, Nick Chubb is still startable in all formats, in my opinion, this week. Hunt is more of a PPR play. Uh, Going off of week one, it looks like Hunt could be a flex play in all formats. I would still lean towards PPR with Hunt. I think going forward, it's still going to be Chubb's backfield. I think Hunt is going to be used quite a bit as well. It's a straight-up committee between the two. But I do think Chubb is a bit better Overall, as a running back, I think Cleveland still looks at it as his backfield. But Hunt is very much a viable flex. Any kind of PPR, half point or full point PPR, Kareem Hunt is a must start. I would shy away from Hooper or any of the Browns tight ends uh, this week. We got to see what happens with Baker Mayfield there. Uh, If you are all in on Hooper, he is your starting tight end. I understand that. Uh, But if you have any kind of options, uh, I would wait and see. That's where I'm at with the Browns outside of Nick Chubb and probably Kareem Hunt. Um, There's a lot of work to be done in Cleveland in that passing game. We're going to move on to the Giants at the Chicago Bears. This is an interesting one. Uh, Two, in my opinion, bad teams. Uh, But fantasy-wise, there are some options there. Darius Slayton for the Giants. We will start with the Giants. Darius Slayton is a must-start at this point. Golden Tate, it's still possible that he goes out there, but he's dealing with a hamstring. You don't know what's going to happen there. A uh, re-injury is very possible if they rush him back. I think if I was a Golden Tate guy or had him stashed on my dynasty bench, I would want him to stay out another week or two. Um, I'm one of those guys, if you've listened to any of my podcasts over the last couple years, I am not a fan of soft tissue injuries in football, well, in any sport, but in football, running backs, receivers, uh, they hamstrings hang around. I dealt with them as an athlete earlier in my life. And uh, and they just don't go away. Once you start having hamstring issues, uh, they can linger. Uh, The only way to combat them is to give it time to heal and heal fully. And, uh, you know, there's always that that chance for a snag down the road. Uh, But when it happens, you hope it's not a bad pull or a tear. Uh, Let it heal. So I'm hoping they're not rushing back Tate. But in that Tate issue... Darius Slayton has come up as one of the better wide receivers. He looked great in week one. Uh, I think that Jones will be looking for him. And he is a must start for me this week. I don't care who you have ahead of him. Figure out a way to get him in at your wide receiver two or a flex. 
especially against this Bears team. They don't look very good. I know they got a win against a horrible Lions team, uh, but I do think the Giants, even though I think the Bears probably win this game, I do think the Giants... Uh, are going to put up some fantasy points this week. I think Darius Slayton will lead the way. I think Saquon Barkley, even though the Bears have a decent defense up front, I do think Saquon is going to be a little angry about how he showed out against, uh, I think, the best defense in the NFL, the Steelers. It's nothing to really... um, for him to think too much about the Steelers are loaded on the defensive end. I think Saquon's going to come in with a little chip on his shoulder and have something to prove. Saquon Barkley is a, of course, and this goes without saying, I know everybody uh, is in in unison with me there. Saquon Barkley is a must start in all formats. Evan Ingram, not a good first week showing. I do think he's going to get some play against those linebackers of the Bears. Evan Ingram is a must start at tight end. I would shy away from any other Giants receivers, but if I had to choose someone outside of Darius Slayton, it would be Sterling Shepard. He could be a sneaky play in PPR and possibly standard as well. I do think after last week, I'm sure the Bears might key on Slayton a bit if they do. I do think Sterling Shepard could get some open looks if you're in a bind. Sterling Shepard or a deep league, Sterling Shepard is not a bad play. I think... Jones at quarterback for the Giants is a startable top 12 quarterback this week. He looked decent in week one. He's going to be a little bit all over the place, but he kind of reminds me of Jameis Winston from last year. I do think he is a startable top 12 quarterback. Really, he's out just outside the top 12. Uh, That 12 through 16, any of those guys are startable depending on the size of your league. If you're in a deep league, Jones at quarterback for the Giants is definitely startable. On the Bears side of the ball, Trubisky looked horrible in the first half, made some miracles happen in the second half. Uh, He is not a startable option for me in standard leagues. I do think Trubisky could be used in DraftKings and in daily situations. He'll be extremely cheap. You can load up in other areas. He's going to get some action against this weak Giants defense. Uh, Standard home leagues or just in any kind of standard 10-12-14 team league, I would shy away from Mitchell Trubisky. He is only a daily play for me. And if you're in a super flex league, he is not a bad QB2 to play. It's not pretty, but he puts up fantasy points as he showed in week one. Horrible most of the game, but you look at the fantasy points at the end of the game. And Trubisky, fantasy-wise, was a scoring option for the Bears last week. It was uh, it was a nice comeback win for them. It really, really was. Also for the Bears, uh, Robinson, there's been a lot of drama this week about his contract. I think he may have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Trubisky likes to look for him. So Allen Robinson is a must start. I think a very sneaky start if you have a flex open. He's not a wide receiver one or two. He's one of those if your team is a little weak, not much depth on the bench, you need somebody to slide in there, and you have Anthony Miller as uh, one of your wide receiver depth plays. He is not a bad flex option. He flashed in that Detroit game, had a great touchdown catch late in that game. I think Anthony Miller is a very good flex play, sneaky flex play. If you've got any kind of depth, he might not quite crack the lineup. I'm in that situation in a couple leagues with him. He's not going to crack my lineup, but I definitely have a little star by his name, and I'm going to keep an eye on him. I would shy away from any of the Bears' 12 tight ends. Montgomery is a startable. I don't even know if he's an RB2. I think he's in my late 20s rankings-wise. But he is startable just on volume. I would shy away from any other running backs, including Cohen, for the Bears. It's Montgomery is your only option back there. I would... Lean towards a flex or a deep play on Montgomery. He did get volume, got some numbers in week one. He is a startable option depending on your depth. 
We're going to move on to the Rams at the Eagles on the Rams side of the ball. Uh, I think Jared Goff, not a top 12 quarterback yet for me. I do think he could be viable in a daily play. I also think he could be a late uh, QB2 in a super flex league this week. Uh, Jared Goff, I think, is going to get a touchdown or two. He didn't get much. He was a very, very conservative game management type approach against the Cowboys last week. I think there will be a little bit more of that, but I also think the Eagles are tougher to run on. I think Goff is going to have to put the ball in the air. I do think because of that, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, who had a quiet week one, are both startable options. I have Woods ahead of Cup in my rankings. I would lean, if you had to choose between Woods or Cup, I think Woods is a very, very solid wide receiver too this week, probably for the entire season. I think Robert Woods just fits this offense very well. He's still, including week one, he's still looking for that end zone. It will come around. Robert Woods is a must start. Cooper Cup this week for me is a wide receiver to Mustard. I believe he finds the end zone this week with Goff. Tyler Higby, since Everett went out with an injury, I do think it didn't really matter either way. I think Higby was still the guy at tight end. Higby should get some work against this Eagles team. I think Higby is a top 10 tight end this week. The backfield is muddled. I'm an Akers fan. The Rams drafted him for a reason. Malcolm Brown looked really good week one. If you're weak at running back, shallow, I think Malcolm Brown is a flex play this week. I'm not sliding him into RB2 territory yet, but if he comes out this week, puts up a showing similar to what he did against Dallas, Malcolm Brown going forward is going to take that girly role here early in the season. Injury happens. I think that's when Aker is going Akers is going to come in. Now Akers did get 14 touches. So Akers is on the radar. He's not going to be a disappearing act. He will still be there. And he could outperform Malcolm Brown at some point. But for right now, if I had to choose a back going into week two in Philly, it's going to be Malcolm Brown. But he's only a flex play RB3 for me this week. Trust me, the Eagles are watching film right now. They are not going to have Mac Uh, do what he did against Dallas against them. I'm pretty sure they're going to key on him a little bit. Akers could flash a little bit this week, but I'm not going to say to start Akers this week. He is a stash for me right now. Keep him on that bench, wait for the breakout game, and you might have a guy that could take you late in the season is what I'm guessing here with Akers. It's a tough backfield right now to figure out, but Malcolm Brown is leading the way right now for the Rams. On the Eagles side, Carson Wentz might be a volume play here because I think it's going to be a little bit of a shootout with these two teams. They got two decent defenses. I know it doesn't make much sense, but I do think there's going to be some points put up. Wentz is right on that cusp. He's ahead of golf in my rankings, but I do think Wentz this week is going to have a chip on his shoulder the way that Washington game Uh, panned out. I think the Eagles are going to have something to prove this week. I think Wentz is going to come out, be a little bit more aggressive. He may play a little bit smarter. He's going to have Aaron Donald to deal with. That line has a lot of issues. That's the, the big red flag for me. I would shy away from Wentz if you have the ability to. I would shy away from Wentz and daily as well. He's a little bit too expensive for the issues he's going to have on that line. On the flip side, I do think he's going to be aggressive. I do think I have the Rams winning this game. I think Philly's going to be playing from behind, looking for that upset late in the game. So Wentz should get some catch-up points whenever they're going to go in pass mode down you know, 10, 13, 14 points. That's where you're going to get your Wentz points at. If he can get around that horrific offensive line. I think that's the biggest problem is you just don't know what's going to happen with that offensive line in Philly. Miles Sanders is going to play. He is a startable RB2 this week. Little risky with Sanders. Know that you're going in with a guy that is dealing with injury issues. He has a history here. It's a little bit risky. 
but you didn't draft Miles Sanders in the second round to bench him when he says he's healthy and ready to play on Sunday. So for that reason, for that risky reason only, and knowing, we all know that you drafted Sanders early, Sanders is a must-start this week. we got to see what this guy can do healthy. I'm a little worried about the line with Sanders as well. But a lot of times, passing, blocking is different than run blocking. Maybe they can get something going with Sanders. The only Philly wide receiver, and it's an extremely, extremely risky play, is Jalen Rieger, the rookie wide receiver out of TCU. He is a deep Deep play at wide receiver. I would shy away. They look for their tight ends. And for the first time in a long time, maybe since the Patriots old school days with Hernandez and Gronk, both tight ends, Goddard and Ertz, are startable options at tight end this week. I think they both get a lot of action. And there's very much a possibility that they both score a touchdown. So if you have either one of those tight ends, In this game, especially against the Rams, where I think they might be playing a little bit of catch-up, you can start either Goddard or Ertz. Of course, I would lean Ertz if you happen to be a guy that has a tight end handcuff. That's a little bit strange. But if you are, I would lean Ertz over Goddard. But I'll tell you what, in Dynasty Leagues, Goddard is the guy to have. His future looks extremely bright. He just flashed some skills last week. So Goddard is the future tight end there in Philly. Without a doubt, Ertz is having contract issues. But Ertz and Goddard, both startable this week. We're going to move on to the Falcons at the Cowboys. This should be a fun game to watch. Lots of fantasy points going around. We'll start with the Falcons. Matt Ryan is startable just on volume. 450 yards last week. Three receivers with 100 yards. Absolutely, Matt Ryan, just on volume alone, doesn't matter what he looks like, bad or good, or mistakes here and there. Fantasy-wise, Matt Ryan is a must-start at quarterback. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, must-starts, all formats. Russell Gage. Little bit riskier than the other two, but he's getting the over the middle work because they're having to pay attention to Julio. He gets doubled everywhere, especially the red zone. Always has. That's why he has low touchdown rate. Ridley has a good touchdown rate because of that doubling of Julio. So Ridley's your red zone guy. That's why Ridley is a strong wide receiver too. Heading towards wide receiver one status. One of the few teams in the history of fantasy football that could have two wide receiver ones in fantasy football. But don't forget about Russell Gage. He stole a little bit from Hurst over the middle last week. I expect a lot of the same this week. I think with Dallas, it's going to be very similar to the way they approach the Seahawks. I expect Gage to get some more work. Is he going to have the numbers like Ridley and Julio? No, but he could easily have a 70 to 80 yard game and a touchdown. So to me, Russell Gage is a startable flex in all formats wide receiver three but a very high end high ceiling wide receiver three Russell Gage he is climbing the fantasy charts this team is a passing volume team he is the third option which had 12 targets and 100 yards last week over 100 yards receiving 12 targets for Russell Gage this is the third option so that tells you you want Guys, especially really in all formats, not just PPR, you want wide receivers, the one, twos, and threes on a very high passing volume teams. Russell Gage is the perfect example of that. He is going to get you fantasy points, especially if you're deep and you have him in your flex, you are in good shape. I have him as my number two in a couple leagues because I draft so heavy on running back. I'm rolling with them. I think in this high-volume offense, the Cowboys are going to cater to them, having to pass the ball again quite a bit. Uh, The Cowboys and Seahawks are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, I think the Falcons are going to take the same approach. Russell Gage is startable. I also think, in that same vein, people think it's Gage or Hurst. I think there's enough to go around. you got to pull back on Gage a little bit. I don't see another 100-yard game. 
I see a 60 to 70 yard game for Russell Gage, but I do think he gets in the end zone. I think Hurst could have a 50 to 60 yard game. He as well could have an end zone look because I think the Cowboys are definitely going to double Julio. They're going to key on Ridley quite a bit with safeties anywhere close to the red zone because Ridley is a touchdown machine. If that happens, Hurst and Gage should have some looks over the middle. So I think a sneaky play, especially in daily this week, probably a little bit cheaper having a rough week one. Hurst at tight end for the Falcons is a startable top 10 tight end this week. Todd Gurley is a top 20 running back, must start in all formats. On the Cowboys side of the ball, Dak Prescott must start all formats. Elliott must start all formats. Cooper had 14 targets from Dak last week. Amari Cooper, because of that, is a must start week two against the Falcons. Falcons gave up a ton of passing yards and open looks for Russell Wilson. That's not going to change this week. Cooper is a must start. Gallup is He's a must-start. If you're in any kind of PPR, you you could shy away from him or flex him. I think CeeDee Lamb has a little bit of an eye-opening game this week. I think he'll be heavily targeted. Uh, He's more of a PPR play for me this week, but he's definitely a rookie you need to keep your eye on. He fits this offense very well. They went to him in crunch time last week for that late first down. He didn't get it. But that means Dak is looking for him on that crossing route. I think he's going to play a very, very valuable role in that slot. C.D. Lamb, to me, is a sneaky startable flex this week. Very cheap and daily as well. He could be a good play for you. Jarwin out for the season at tight end for the Cowboys. I would shy away from any Cowboys tight ends. And back to Gallup real quick. He is not a bad flex, but in standard leagues, I think Gallup is a must-start this week. We're going to move on to the Panthers at the Bucks. Very interesting game. The Bucks had a pretty bad showing in week one. Defense looked pretty good at times. They gave up some explosive plays to the Saints. Michael Thomas had... Nothing. I mean, he just, they, I would say they shut him down. I think he was dealing with something coming in. He got hurt. Uh, Even worse, he's out for a few weeks now with the high ankle sprain. That could be part of it. Uh, But this Bucks defense is pretty good. They're going to be scrappy. I have them winning this game. Um, It's going to be a lick your wounds game for the Bucks. I have them beating the Panthers pretty handedly in this game. Uh, Brady is a startable QB. Uh, I think he's right on the cusp of top 12. Um, if you're in a standard 12, 10, 12 team league, uh, if you didn't draft Brady, if you have a two quarterbacks on your you know starter and a guy on your bench, I might shy away from, from Tom Brady this week. I just, I don't know where he's at with this offense. They looked like they were still trying to find their groove. Uh, This is a weak Panthers defense, weaker than I had expected with a lot of youth. Um, So I guess at the end of the day, Brady would be a pretty decent play this week, especially since I had the Bucs winning handedly. Uh, Ronald Jones is a very, very, very risky flex play this week for me. I would kind of wait and see what's going to happen with the Fournette-Ronald Jones thing. Ronald Jones didn't show me anything to really push away from Fournette. We're waiting for Fournette to get a grasp of his offense. I think once he does, it's going to be Fournette's backfield. That could get interesting at that time. Uh, But week two, uh, it's a wait and see. So be patient. If Fournette goes off in week two, you'll know that you have something going forward. If you're a Ronald Jones owner, you're hoping for the same thing on that end. Maybe Ronald Jones shows up, goes off, and you know you got a viable back there. But if possible, I would shy away from the Bucks' backfield. Evans is still dealing with an injury. They're claiming that he is going to get more snaps and that he's healthier. That's pretty good news. It's a weak Panthers defense. You drafted Evans probably pretty early in your draft. Uh, he, so, of course, he's a startable wide receiver, too, this week. He's usually a one year in, year out. Uh, but right now with the injury, 
and all the changeover and the bucks uh, and, and the confusion I saw, I would uh, start Evans, but know that you may not get much this week. I think Godwin is a must start in all formats. Miller is a very, very deep, deep, deep sneaky play as their slot guy. Brady likes to use the slot. He was a big Edelman guy. I saw him looking for Miller in that first week. He is a deep, deep play. Only if you're in a super deep situation, have to play somebody, he's at the bottom of your bench type guy. But he's definitely a guy you need to keep your eye on. Maybe not even Stash, a guy that's on the waiver wire. See how it goes this week. He could be heavily targeted. The tight ends, Gronk was not very impressive. O.J. Howard flashed and looked pretty good to me. Gronk got most of the snaps. Howard made made the most of his snaps. I would lean Gronk. I think it's going to be a makeup game here. I think they're going to go over the film of week one. I think Gronk and Brady will connect on a touchdown. I don't see a lot of yards for Gronk. But I also see five or six targets for Howard. They could look for him in the red zone as well. I think this could possibly turn out to be a double tight end situation, similar to what's happening in Philly. Uh, But if I had to choose this week, I would lean Gronk, even though he had the bad showing. But O.J. Howard is a tight end to keep an eye on and maybe stash on your bench or keep an eye on on that waiver wire. If he flashes again this week, O.J. Howard could be a must-add next week. So if you're one of those guys that plays the week ahead, I like to do that myself. Howard is not a bad bench dash to see how they use him here in week two. The Bucks DST is a startable, very startable defense this week. On the Panther side, would not start Bridgewater. Very good Bucks defense. Of course, Christian McCaffrey is a must start in all formats. He is the number one fantasy player in the NFL. So uh, McCaffrey's a must start. Uh, Robbie Anderson looked really good in week one. I would start Robbie Anderson this week as a wide receiver too. Really, technically, he's a wide receiver three, but I think he's going to put up some numbers. I think Anderson has found a home here. He looked really comfortable, looked uh, very connected to Bridgewater last week. I think they they did some work in the offseason, and it looks pretty good between those two. So to me, Robbie Anderson's a good play this week. DJ Moore... He hurt me in a couple leagues. So DJ Moore is, I think, is going to make up for what he did in week one. He just looked a little out of sync. A lot of these teams are still trying to, with no preseason games, I think they're trying to find the rhythm. I think this week DJ Moore will look better, and he does need to be in your lineup as a decent wide receiver to play this week. I would not start Samuel or any other Carolina wide receiver. It's either Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore. They are both startable wide receivers. Moore, of course, is the higher ranked, more talented wide receiver. He is more of a must start in my eyes, but Robbie Anderson is a good play this week. I would shy away from any Panthers tight ends. We're going to move on to the Niners at the Jets. We'll start with the Niners. Kittle could be out If he tries to muscle through it, he's got a sprained knee. I would just know that you're not going to get much from him um, if he's your starting tight end. That is something to keep an eye on. Very much a possibility that Kittle does not play this weekend. We do this podcast on Wednesdays. So injuries, whatever you get from me information-wise here on these Wednesday nights, make sure that you check your lineups. Make sure Saturday is your day to make sure you you know exactly what's happening. Kittle's one of those guys. I know he's a big part of your uh, fantasy team if you drafted him. Drafted him early. Keep an eye on his status. Uh, But Kittle, of course, is a must-start at tight end. I think Garoppolo is going to have a good game this week. I think he could be a decent daily play. He might be a decent guy to grab off of your... Uh, waiver wire if you uh, have a quarterback such as Baker Mayfield or somebody that really struggled in week one. I think Garoppolo is a good play this week against this week Jets defense. Wide receiver wise for the Niners, it is still up in the air. There really isn't anybody with Debo going to the IR. It's going to be using a lot of the backs, tight ends, Uh, There will be some wide receiver action 
for the Niners. I just can't tell you which one is going to do what yet, especially in a Shanahan offense. He likes to mix it up. And then when you're dealing with the injuries that they're dealing with, it really is a crapshoot. I know they signed Mohamed Sanu. He won't be ready for another week or two probably, probably two or three weeks at best. Uh, that wide receiver core is just too hard to figure out. You can't say definitively who is going to do what. So for me, it's the running backs and Kittle. We'll get to the running backs here. Mostert is a must start in all formats. He flashed again last week ever have, after having a great uh, playoff run last year. He is for real in that backfield for the Niners. Tevin Coleman had a weird week dealing with the air quality there in California. I think there'll be a little bit more of Tevin Coleman this week, uh, but not enough to make him fantasy viable, at least in my opinion. Yet McKinnon McKinnon is the same for me. Um, Neither one of them are fantasy viable yet, but we'll see how Shanahan uses his backfield going forward. So the only back that is fantasy relevant in this game is Mostert, and I do think he's going to have a big game. That Niners DST against the Jets, of course, is a must-start. On the Jets side of the ball, uh, I really just want to say nobody. Honestly, I, I mean, it's I want to say that, but they're Jamison Crowder. I think he's a startable flex, especially in P, he's a PPR guy. So if if you've got Crowder, lucky enough to have Crowder in a PPR format, especially in a full point PPR, Jamison Crowder is a must start. Half point PPR Crowder is still a very much startable flex, even in standard uh, formats. I think that Crowder is startable because he is the only viable wide receiver they have right now. None of the other wide receivers look very good to me. Perryman, Mims, any of these guys, they're dealing with, uh, Mims is dealing with injuries as well. Uh, It's just a mess there. Le'Veon Bell is on the IR. Um, There's just not much in the passing game. Uh, Herndon at tight end. If I had to choose anybody in the passing game outside of Crowder, it would be Herndon at tight end. He's a deep play at tight end this week. He's got the talent. Uh, and he's got a little bit of a rapport with Darnold. Uh, there's just still no offensive line giving Darnold any time. Adam Gase is the worst coach in the NFL. There's just too much working against them. Um, I personally will shy away from any Jets but Crowder. Uh, so Darnold is not startable in any format to me. Uh, Frank Gore is the running back. You'd have to be very, very desperate to play Frank Gore. If you're in an extremely deep league, I do think Frank Gore is going to get some volume, and he could get lucky enough to fall into the end zone. I expect a route, especially with the Niners losing to the Cardinals last week. I think they are going to flex against the Jets, and this is going to get ugly early and fast. That's why I expect Garoppolo and Mostert to have giant days for the Niners on Sunday. Broncos at Steelers. Uh, The Broncos are facing that great Steelers defense. Uh, Therefore, uh, it's going to downgrade most of the Broncos side of the ball. Cortland Sutton doesn't know if he's playing yet. Uh, Judy is a risky play just because he's facing a very, he's going to face the best secondary he's ever seen this week. Um, But if I had to choose anybody in that passing game, Uh, It would be Judy and Noah Fant at tight end. Uh, Judy is a very risky wide receiver for. He would be a deep, deep, deep flex play. If you can get around Judy, or if it's a desperation daily DraftKings, you need a very, very cheap flex, uh, maybe. Uh, But when you're playing the Steelers, you want to play as few fantasy players against the Steelers as possible. Uh, therefore, um, the only startable option for two startable options for me, Melvin Gordon, but know that you're not going to get much from Melvin Gordon. You're just hoping for some goal line work and he can get a touchdown. I don't see him creeping anywhere close. They bottled up Saquon Barkley last week. What do you think they're going to do to Melvin Gordon? Uh, most people are not going to bench Gordon. Um, I would say in these situations with a lot of running backs to uh, c- try to get around that. Uh, but you're going to start Gordon hoping for a touchdown. So Gordon and Noah Fant at tight end. I think there may be some lanes there for Noah because they're going to key on any receivers uh, for the Broncos with that great secondary. 
they're going to bottle up Gordon. I think Fant is going to get some looks at tight end. So Noah Fant's your best play on offense for the Broncos this week. Gordon is going to be a play because people drafted him there, but don't expect much. Pray for a touchdown from Gordon. On the Steelers side, Roethlisberger is a startable top 12. Even against this pretty tough Broncos defense, the Steelers are at home. I think Roethlisberger is a good play, especially in daily. He would be a great stack with Juju. Juju, of course, is a must-start at wide receiver in all formats. I think Deontay Johnson is a startable flex in all formats. I would shy away from Ebron or McDonald at tight end for the Steelers. I think Ebron could play a role in fantasy down the road. I have to see it first. I think he's got some touchdown upside that he's always had. Uh, But right now, it's a wait and see. It's probably going to be Benny Snell on Sunday over James Conner, but they're saying Conner has a chance to play. If you're a Conner owner, I got burned and lost a couple leagues by a less than you know two or three points because of Conner getting zero fantasy points for me. Uh, so I know the pain with James Conner. Uh, here we go again with his injuries. If you're a Benny Snell owner, know that it's probably not going to be for too long. It looks like Conner will be back, if not this week, next week. Uh, so uh, Snell for me is a deep flex play, but keep an eye on James Conner. If, even if you don't have him on your roster, you need to be paying attention to what he's going to do on Sunday. That will affect Benny, Stel- Benny Snell's workload. We're going to move on to the Jags at the Titans. Uh, on the Jags side, uh, Robinson is a good play, even against a good tight end, uh, Titans defense. Uh, James Robinson is a flex play this week. DJ Chark is a decent wide receiver to play. Gardner Minshew, Minshew is a deep quarterback play. I think he's inching towards that top 12 eventually, maybe by the end of this season. I don't know if there's going to be enough volume there. They will be playing catch-up. I do have the Titans winning. I think there will be some garbage time there. Uh, but it's DJ Chark and a very, very deep play is LaVisca Chenault for the Jags. I think they're going to start getting him more involved. He's a very good gadget play guy. Uh, but right now it's Chark. James Robinson are your starts. I would shy away from the tight ends in Jacksonville in this matchup. I would also shy away from any wide receivers outside of Chark with the Jags this week. There's just too many options. I'm keeping my eye on Chenault outside of Chark, though. On the Titan side, Derrick Henry's a must-start. Uh, Davis, Corey Davis had a decent, sh- very good show in Week One. Still not trustable. I would lean towards Brown showing up. AJ Brown hurt a lot of fantasy lineups last week. I do think he shows up this game. He is a must-start for me. And Johnny Smith is a must-start at tight end this week for the Titans. So Derrick Henry, Johnny Smith, A.J. Brown are your must-starts on offense. Corey Davis, I picked him up in a few leagues. He's a bench stash this week. Let's He's dealing with a hamstring as well. Let's see what happens this week. He could, could turn into a viable option uh, down the road, maybe even next week if they come out and notice that teams, I think what's happened or what happened on week one is teams are going to key on A.J. Brown. They're going to double him. They're going to box him in. Corey Davis could be a little bit of a breakout this year if he's that guy similar to Ridley and Julio where they're keen on A.J. And in big situations, Corey Davis could start to show the talent that he's always had. It's a possibility. But this week, he's a bench dash for me. Titans DST is a must start. On the Lions, okay, we're going to move on to the Lions at, I'm sorry, yeah, the Lions at the Packers. Uh, The Lions had a rough go of it week one with the Bears. Uh, DeAndre Swift dropped a wide open touchdown from Matthew Stafford in the late in the fourth quarter. It was just heartbreaking to see, especially for a rookie in his first game. I would stay away from that Lions backfield. We're going to start with the Lions. Stay away from Adrian Peterson. Flash, too. He still looked great, um, especially for his age. Uh, But I don't know exactly how they're going to work the uh, Swift-Peterson combo there. I think the Packers are going to uh, key on um, 
that backfield. I, I just don't I, – I would shy away from the Lions backfield. Uh, Galladay is still iffy at wide receiver. Um, deep play for the Lions at wide receiver would be Marvin Jones. The Cephas kid got a ton of targets that's replacing Galladay. Kind of keep an eye and see what's going to happen with Galladay. That could play a part in it. Um, Hawkinson is a must-start at tight end. I think it's time for this kid to show what he's got. He did this last year, great week one, and didn't show up the rest of the year. So it's not a guarantee Hawkinson is going to blow up. Um, They are going to be in Green Bay. Uh, But I do think he's worth the play this week, especially in daily or deep leagues. Hawkinson is a startable tight end. DeAndre Swift needs to be on benches. Eventually, I think that kid's going to rise to the top. Adrian Peterson is only a desperation play at running back for the Lions. On the Packers side, uh, last week was exactly like I called it and a lot of other people called it. Aaron Rodgers playing with a chip on his shoulder this year. He's got something to say about them drafting Jordan Love. He looked like the Rodgers of old last week. He was on target, great arm, Hall of Fame performance. I mean, he just looked great. Uh, So to me, Aaron Rodgers is a must-start. Devontae Adams is... Absolutely a must start in all formats. Ton of targets. Rodgers peppered him all game. Uh, Just looked great. Uh, I think MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and I also think Lazard are going to play very important roles. I think MVS is a decent, deep play, wide receiver three play this week. I think just on volume, I think the Packers are going to throw a little bit more than people expected. I think MVS could be in play for some long. He's a very good deep threat. He had some bad drops, uh, but I do think he is a guy you need to be stashing on your bench or a very, very deep play in deep uh, league situations, maybe a cheap play on daily. I would shy away from any Packers tight ends. Uh, Jones at running back is a must start in all formats. I would shy away from Dylan or Williams on the bench for the Packers. Uh, Dylan is a year or two away, in my opinion, maybe by the end of the year. Uh, Jones, if there's an injury or something like that, I do think the rookie's going to get some play. Uh, but for right now, this is Aaron Jones' backfield. He is a must start in all formats. Alan Lazard, I would not start this week. He needs to be a bench dash. He could play a pretty serious role in a Aaron Jones passing attack, uh, but he's not startable at this point. I would rather take my chance on MVS if you had to choose between the two. Bills at Dolphins. Dolphins. Um, on the Bills side, we'll start with the Bills. Uh, Allen is a must start at quarterback. He looked great on Sunday. Josh Allen is one of the future stars in this league. He is Cam 2.0. I love everything about the kid. Um, Accuracy still seems to be a bit of an issue, but he looked a lot better on Sunday. He is a must-start going forward in any format. Uh, Singletary, to me, is the back to start in that Bills backfield. I think Moss is going to play a role, but I do think it is Singletary's backfield. Uh, I, John Brown is a very deep play, and Diggs is a startable flex option against this weak Dolphins secondary. On the Dolphins side of the ball, uh, Gesicki is a deep play at tight end. I think he's right at the 12, 13, 14 ranking range. If you're in a 12-team league, uh, Gesicki's just outside of that. Uh, he's a deep play at tight end. Uh, Devontae Parker is a risky play because of his injuries. I would try to shy away from him this week. It's a tough matchup with the Bills. If Parker plays and you're weak at wide receiver, maybe. But other than that, I would shy away from the Dolphins. I would shy away from that backfield. Anybody in the Dolphins' backfield do not play in fantasy this weekend. We have to see somebody come out of that backfield and be viable. So to me, the Dolphins don't have much other than Gesicki at tight end and Parker as a risky injury play. Uh, if he's healthy, Parker is a decent fantasy option. I just don't know how healthy he is. Just know that there is a risk there. 
We're going to move on to the Vikings at the Colts. We'll start with the Vikings. Uh, Of course, Dalvin Cook is a must-start in all formats. I would shy away from either one of their tight ends at this point. I thought Irv Smith Jr. would flash a little bit more than he did. Uh, it just didn't happen with the volume there. I just I don't know what's going to happen down the road with that guy. Um, I just I had a lot of high hopes for Irv Smith. Didn't show him anything. Uh, Rudolph is not a fantasy viable tight end anymore. Uh, so no tight ends for the Vikings. Uh, Adam Thielen is your only startable wide receiver option. I'm hoping. As an owner of him myself, I'm hoping that Jefferson down the road flashes a bit, slides into that third spot, and makes something happen. Uh, But it seems to be the Dalvin Cook show. Uh, Cousins is probably a little bit more of a startable option this week against a weaker Colts secondary than people thought it might be. Uh, But I would still try to get around starting Cousins unless you're in some kind of uh, daily format such as DraftKings or such. We're going to move on to the Colts. Uh, The Colts had a strange first week. Uh, It just, it just, they looked out of sorts. Phillip Rivers looked old at times. Um, I don't think Rivers is a startable option, even though I do think there's going to be some volume there. You can probably find another quarterback uh, to get you some fantasy points. Uh, The Vikings secondary did look a little weak. So if you need a deep quarterback play or a second quarterback in a super flex, uh, Rivers would be decent in that spot. T.Y. Hilton is definitely startable this week against that weak secondary. The tight end, Doyle, uh, is startable. Jonathan Taylor at running back, the rookie, is going to take over. we got to talk about this Colts backfield real quick. Jonathan Taylor is going to be the main back. Naeem Hines is going to play a very important role. So it's very similar to the Eckler-Gordon roles that were played by the Chargers a few years ago. Both are fantasy viable. Hines is leaning towards more a PPR format. Taylor is going to be viable in all formats. When Gordon and Eckler were a full go a few years ago, firing at all cylinders, both were fantasy viable. Exactly the same situation here. Taylor is a great fantasy option going forward in that Colts backfield in all formats. Hines is going to be a very viable fantasy option as well, but leaning more towards PPR formats in my opinion. Both will be fantasy relevant because Philip Rivers is a statue back there. He keeps his running backs very active in the passing game. He's a short passing game quarterback. Paris Campbell is my sleeper for the Colts. Washington at Arizona on the Washington side. I think Gibson has a chance to flash this week. McLaurin is a must-start at wide receiver. Logan Thomas, the new tight end for Washington, ex-quarterback for the Cardinals, is now a, I think, not a top 12, but he's a deep play at tight end. He flashed and had a touchdown in week one. He's a tight end to keep an eye on. Could be a decent start, depending on your situation. Logan Thomas, he is a guy to definitely keep an eye on. Snag him on your waiver wire if he's sitting there. Gibson is the running back to start at flex for the Washington football team. I would not start Haskins. I would not start any other options outside of McLaurin, Gibson, and Logan Thomas this week for that Washington football team. On the card side, DeAndre Hopkins, absolutely amazing week one, must start. I would not start any other wide receiver for the Cardinals. Kenyon Drake is a startable flex option. He is not a strong RB2, in my opinion, against this decent Washington defense, uh, but he will get some run. He is a very startable flex this week for me. Kyler Murray is a must-start at quarterback. So Murray, Hopkins, and Kenyon Drake are your startable options for the Cardinals this week. The Cardinals should route 
the Washington football team, in my opinion. But keep an eye on that Washington defensive line. Best in football. Ravens at Texans. Lamar Miller, must start. Andrews at tight end, absolute must start all formats. Marquise Brown, this week against the weak Texan secondary, a must start in all formats in my opinion. You could easily stack this team in daily. Now, it's going to be a heavily stacked team. That's a big, you know, that's something if you want to email me about, I'll be more, you know, I can give you some other teams and other options if you want to break the mold. But very stackable Ravens team against the Texans this week. Lamar, Marquise Brown, and Andrews are must starts. I think your sneaky start this week that'll continue to get the goal line work is Dobbins. Mark Ingram is a little riskier. I think the way that the, uh, the, Baltimore is going to attack the Texans, and I also think the way he runs the ball, I think the Texans may play him pretty well defensively, uh, but he is still a startable flex this week. So Ingram, Dobbins, Marquise Brown, Andrews, and of course, Lamar Jackson are all startable options for the Ravens. Should be an absolute route this week against the Texans. On the Texan side, Deshaun Watson is startable. Will Fuller is a little bit riskier than last week, but he's still a decent wide receiver, too, this week. They have really no one else to throw to. I would not start any other Texan wide receiver. I would shy away from those tight ends as well. Looks like Aikens could be decent down the road. Um, the Really, with Duke Johnson hurt, David Johnson is a risky, but volume-wise is a startable flex this week. Uh against a very tough Ravens defense. Try to get around starting David Johnson. Only start him if you have to. Chiefs at Chargers. Mahomes. Kelsey. Watkins. Hill. And CEH. All must starts for the Chiefs. I would get around anybody outside of those guys. But they're all must starts. Best team in football. On the Chargers side. Joshua Kelly is flashing, but not quite startable yet, in my opinion. It's still going to be Eckler as a flex. Mike Williams is flashing at wide receiver. Keenan Allen, I think, is they start this week. So it's Keenan Allen, Eckler are your only two startable options this week for the Chargers. I expect an absolute blowout by the Chiefs this week. Patriots at Seahawks Sunday night. On the Patriots side, Cam Newton, after seeing what the Falcons did to that defense, I think Cam Newton is startable at quarterback. He is not going to blow this team off the ball like they did the Dolphins. So I do think Cam is a little riskier this week. So just know that he's not, I don't think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback this week. I really don't. So be careful with the Cam start, but he is a startable quarterback. I think the only not Nikhil Harry, even though he has shown, he's flashed a little bit. The only wide receiver option that I would start only in PPR formats, I would start with very much of a risk in standard only if I had to, is Julian Edelman. And I would shy away from anybody in the Patriots backfield, but if I had to choose one, it would be Sony Michelle. On the Seahawks side, Russell Wilson, even though the Patriots have a very good defense, Wilson, Metcalf, Carson, all must starts. I would shy away from any tight ends. Oh, I'm sorry. And Lockett. God, see, that's the problem with Lockett. He gets forgotten about. Lockett, Metcalf, Wilson, Carson, all must starts. We're going to move on to Monday night and finish up this podcast with the Saints at the Raiders. Michael Thomas will not be playing. Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook are all must starts. Even though Michael Thomas is not there, I do believe they're going to have to put the ball in the air. I do think Breeze is a startable option this week after having a rough week one. So Breeze, Kamara, and Jared Cook. Emmanuel Sanders will get keyed on, but because Michael Thomas is out, I do think Emmanuel Sanders is a very startable flex option this week. On the Raider side, it's Josh Jacobs. And that's it. I really, I really can't. I want to, I want to call out some rookies' names at wide receiver. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, the tight ends are muddled there. It is Josh Jacobs for the Raiders, and that's it as far as uh, that matchup goes. The Saints' defense is very good. 
All right, guys, any questions, feel free to email me. Hit me up on Twitter. It has been a blast. Until next week, I'm out.